Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. I am Rachel Birchfield, standing in today for Lauren and Emily, and I'm happy to be here. This week, we've got the fantastic Lisa Kirk from Maylie. Did I say that right, Lisa? Maylie rhymes with daily. And as our Wealth Edit Wednesday guest, so Lisa lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were just chatting about that prior to the call starting. She is the founder and creative director of Maylie, which will launch later this year. We'll talk to her about all of that this morning. So Lisa is a former wedding magazine editor. Can't wait to dig into that with you. A journalism school graduate, a wife, a mom, and a brunch enthusiast. I love that. We feel that. We love that. So welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes, we had we had a really good chat uh, prior to the call starting, and I can't wait to dig in. So let's just start by talking about you and your career story. So we were talking offline a moment ago, and you went to the University of Texas at Austin. So t- take us from graduating from UT and take us to where you are now. Sure. All right. Hold on to your hat. because <laughs> <it's, laughs> I love a good story. career pivot story. Yes, for sure. So like uh, you mentioned, I went to UT Austin. I studied magazine journalism and my big dream in college was to work for a wedding magazine. And um, that is, praise the Lord, exactly what I did. So I was offered a job at my dream publication, Southern Weddings, uh, three days after I graduated um, in their editorial department. And so I did that. I moved to North Carolina for that job. um, And I did that for about four years. And so while I was there, I did a lot of writing, copy editing, and then I also worked on photo shoots all across the Southeast, which was so much fun. Some of just my best memories made some of the Mm -hmm. best friendships and it truly was a dream come true to work there. What Um, a dream job. My gosh. I love Southern Weddings. I I follow them on Instagram. I love love them. (laughs) Yes. So that was Oh, a wonderful opportunity for me. And I absolutely loved it. Um, But during those four years, a lot happened in my life outside of work too. So I got engaged and got married. um, And then I also had um, my first baby. So uh, we had my son, Charlie in 2016. And um, I had no idea what to expect with that. And in North Carolina, since I moved here for a job and my husband followed me here, we're not close to either of our families. My family's in Texas and his is in uh, upstate New York. So we were very taken aback when we um, added our son to our family um, and just kind of had no idea how that would pan out with my career. And so through a lot of trial and error and discernment, we ultimately decided that I would step away from the magazine for a while. Um, And so I left Southern Weddings and then stepped into a season of doing freelance writing, mostly in the luxury wedding space for a couple of years while I had a new baby. And um, that was wonderful. And that opened the door then to working for a fashion brand based out of Charleston 
um, that I pretty much cold called when they launched and said that I should write all their copy and was able to convince them to hire me. And I love so, that and, piece though. I love it. <laughs> so I worked as a copywriter for them for about two years. And uh, from there, uh, 2020 happened. I had another baby in February of 2020. And so then, you know, the world turned upside down a few short weeks later. I was on maternity leave at the time. Um, and then when I got back from my maternity leave, I uh, found out that the brand I was working for was going to close their doors. So um, from there, I really had no idea what was next. Again, um, having two kids now with no idea when I was ever going to have childcare again in mid 2020 um, and just really didn't know what was next. And uh, that was where the very, very beginning of Maylee started was in that season. Yeah. Well, I want to talk all about Maylee, but I want to, I want to go back to yeah. your J school days, to your journalism school days. I am a journalism school graduate as well. I am just wondering, how do you use those skills from J school in your work day to day? Obviously you use them when you were, you know, at Southern weddings and when you were right. copywriting in mm -hmm. this and that, but now that you are becoming a brand founder, how do you use those skills? Because when I'm listening to your story, I'm thinking you are so nimble, like you are so able to roll with the punches and that is such a learned skill. So what are some skills that you have taken from your journalism school days into your life today? That's a great question. And I think the biggest thing is just the ability to be a storyteller. That yes. is, I feel like what I am at my core, that has been the thread through all of the roles that I have worked in and is very much the case now. Um, we can definitely get into this more later, but one of the big holes that I saw in the market for women's shoes was a brand that was speaking directly to uh, women in the South. And so much of that is through, um, through copywriting, through photography, and just the ability to tell that story of a woman's experience um, that has been the experience that I'm living out as well as, you know, the people around me and the women I would love to see in my shoes in a couple of months. Um, so I think it all just comes back to being able to tell that story. And um, I feel so loyal to the brands that I feel like really bring me along um, the journey and that I feel invested in and involved in. And that's really what I'm hoping to create as well for Maylee. Let's talk about Maylee. So your founder and creative director, I did some solid Instagram stalking. And <laughs> there is, there is such a brand story happening. I mean, the, the copywriting on the posts is, is phenomenal. And that was honestly one of the first things that I, I mean, obviously the shoes are gorgeous, but I am a writer too. And so I noticed the copy. And so your tagline at Maylee is classic shoes for every day designed in the South made in Italy. So tell us more about this. So how did, how did the inception start in your mind and how did we get to where we are today at, at a pre-launch stage? Sure. Um, and thank you for those kind words, by the way, that really, really yeah. means a lot to me. Um, I noticed for sure. <laughs> so yes. So mid 2020, like I said, was at a, uh, turning point in my career and just had no idea what was next. And around that time, I mean, I've always been a shoe girl, you know, that's where I like right. to spend my money. That is something that I feel like has carried through my personal style through all these different seasons of 
working in an office to working remotely from home, being a mom, you know, everything. I've always, even when I had to put pieces of my closet away for months at a time during, you know, pregnancy or postpartum or anything like that, like I always knew I had shoes that I really loved. And so that was a big inspiration for the brand was uh, just that experience um, and wanting beautiful luxury shoes that I could wear through every day, no matter what that day held, um, but also through every season of life that I was experiencing. Um, and I know that, you know, women in their twenties through forties, that's really our experience is there's so few women who do the same thing for 10 years at a time in this day and age. Um, and the needs for your shoes can look really different through all of those seasons, no matter what that looks like in work or your family, et cetera. And so I had this idea to create a shoe brand that focused on those really classic styles that were incredibly versatile and just made with women's ever-changing seasons in mind. So for example, they're all really easy to slip into. So there's no buckles or ties. You will never see a buckle or tie from us um, because I've been eight months pregnant before and have to put those shoes away, you know, and that's not what I want for this brand. I want these to be shoes women can wear truly every day. So, um, and then at the same time, I kind of noticed this hole in the market for a shoe brand that was speaking to women in the Southeast, like I mentioned. So there are some really amazing direct consumer women's shoe brands out there. Um, but I kind of noticed over time that they spoke very specifically to this New York City kind of corporate woman. And like, don't get me wrong, that's an incredibly important customer. Um, but the messaging and like storytelling, like I said, around commuting and going out for cocktails and <laughs> all of these things just were not my, I just didn't relate to it. And yeah. so I felt like there was a space where I could tell stories and, you know, create photography and everything around that something closer to the experience I was having and that that type of marketing and messaging could really resonate because I felt like it would really resonate with me. And so I hope that that would be the case for, for other women too. Yeah. And I'm going to just ask this before I forget to ask this, I yeah. want to buy the shoes. Like I, I am a fan <laughs> of like the designs I've seen on Instagram. When can we buy When will we be able to buy later this year? Yes. So, um, knock on wood, if everything continues to go according to plan, um, right now, our first production run is in kind of the final stages in our factories in Italy. Um, so after that, they'll be shipped to actually my house <laughs> in Raleigh and <laughs> packed with love by my husband and me. Um, so if all continues to go smoothly um, with the shipping and everything, then in mid-June, we'll be launching. Okay. Well, I'm put me on the list for the Rita. I think that's what it's called, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I need that pair of shoes and, and listeners. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you can get on the Instagram, which will close the show by saying how you can find Maylee. But, um, you know, you, you, your shoes are so versatile and can, as you said, carry a woman from day to night, everywhere in between. That's, I know that's important to you and your design. I love that. But what else was important to you as you built your collection? Because when you think about shoes, that's such a, that's a huge market, right? I mean, that's a massive, the, the, the space is wide open. So what were some of your brand values as you built your collection? Yeah, absolutely. So 
like I said, I really wanted all of the shoes to be very classic, you know, things you could invest in really confidently that were not just super trendy and of the moment, but shoes that you could really wear um, for years to come. And that was one of the reasons that I sought out manufacturers in Italy is because that is where the best of the best shoes in the world are made. And if I'm saying these are shoes you can wear for years, they have to hold up for years. And so I am so thrilled with our factories we're partnering with um, to create Meili and bring it to life because they really are just the most beautiful quality. Um, versatility is definitely just a huge, huge piece for us. Um, because like I said, I want these to be shoes women could wear just as easily like out and about with their kids as they could to a corporate office job. And given I, I have two more styles as part of our launch collection that I haven't shared yet. So you can definitely stay tuned for that. Um, so they might not all be um, shoes that you would wear every single day. For example, I have a heel that um, is probably the next one I'm going to share in the next couple of weeks. So I'm not necessarily going to be wearing the heel to go to the grocery store with my kids, but I designed it specifically so that if I'm at a wedding, for example, and I have my kids with me, these are shoes I can carry them around in and not feel like I'm just going to eat it on the floor <laughs> and trip right. over them. Right. They're really right. supportive and comfortable, um, easy to balance in, again, really easy to step into, no buckles or ties or anything like that. Um, so yeah, versatility is probably one of the biggest cores for us. That's awesome. And, you know, we talked about this offline before we started recording, but one of my style icons is Audrey Hepburn. I know many women share her as a style icon. She is on your Instagram and she's got that, I mean, again, that classic timeless style. Mm -hmm. She was popular in the fifties and sixties and what she wore tr could translate to 2022. And I feel like your shoes are the same way. What we buy from you in 2022 are so classic and timeless. We could likely wear them in 50 years and they would still be the perfect shoe. And so I'm excited to get my hands on on all of that, all that I can, especially the read, I'm really drawn to that one. So, um, I think it's really fantastic. Again, I did a hardcore Instagram stock of Maylee <laughs> and you say at Maylee, you don't need dozens of pairs of shoes, which, so I, I feel like many men in my life have told me the same thing. You don't need to stop buying <laughs> You don't need any more, but you say you don't need dozens of pairs of shoes. You need the right pair of shoes. I completely agree with that. So what does the right pair of shoes entail? Yes. So our launch collection is going to be four styles, and then we're going to be releasing seasonal iterations of those same styles um, twice a year. So in the fall and in the spring. So it won't be this kind of constant stream of new silhouettes and um, totally new shoes. I'm really hoping to create a brand where, you know, you have your perfect, like our Sadie Ballerina um, that's on our Instagram. Like that, that one to me is like my perfect ballet flat. You know, that's why I designed it the way that I did. Um, so you could have the chance to collect that in every color that we release, but it's a very kind of slow rollout. So it, I never want it to feel overwhelming or, you know, these shoes, they're not cheap. They're made in Italy. They're, you know, ethically crafted. They're really high quality materials. So like I said, they'll last for years and years if you, um, if you take care of them. And so, um, 
I totally acknowledge that for a lot of women, it's not just an impulse purchase. You know, it's not the shoes you grab and add to your cart at Target or something like that. Um, so with that in mind, like I just feel really strongly about providing women with the shoes that, like I said, they can wear through every day and every season that can be really wise investments for them and not a shoe that they just kind of pick up and wear for a little bit and then, you know, <laughs> put to the back of their closet or donate or something. My like shoes that. fall apart. I mean, like I live in ballet flats, but my shoes are not as well made nearly as yours will be. And they, they fall apart. And, you know, these are investment pieces. These are pieces that you're going to have with you, but Mm -hmm. you're going to have them today. You're going to have them in 10 years. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you need to literally invest in your, in, in the staple of your wardrobe. And I think that's completely fair because they are so well-made and well-crafted. Right. So I want to talk about the ch- you're a female founder in the Southeast. What challenges have you faced uh, as a female founder? And you know what? A lot of a lot of women listening to this either are percolating on an idea, just as you were in 2020, and you know you have the entrepreneurial itch. You know you've got that idea. So, what is life as a female founder really like? Uh, take us inside your challenges. Sure. Um, I say all this with the caveat that we haven't launched yet. So things could probably will look really different and the challenges will be really different in a couple of months once we have launched and, you know, everything is totally up and running. Um, but I'll speak to my experience a little bit so far. Um, I think one of the challenges that I face is being confident in my decisions and in my intuition. Um, I think there's been some times in the past, um, in, you know, past roles when I felt a certain way, but then who, whomever I was working for made the opposite decision or, you know, didn't take my advice and did something else. And I think it took me a while to realize that in those types of situations, it's not that there was necessarily one answer or one solution. It was just their gut telling them something else and it was their company. So they could go in a different direction and that's totally their prerogative. Um, But I think that those types of experiences had stuck in my brain a little bit um, and made me feel like, oh, since they made the opposite decision that I would have made, like my gut is wrong. And it has taken me a while to fight through that and to be confident in, um, especially because, you know, I'm, (laughs) clearly, um, from this, you know, my whole story, um, I'm not like trained in design. I didn't go to Parsons, like, you know, I didn't study shoe manufacturing. Um, and so in some ways, you know, that puts me at a disadvantage to people that may have taken a more traditional path, but at the same time, I've realized it doesn't really matter that I've done that. I'm surrounding myself with people who do have that knowledge and skill set. Um, but even with those people, um, you know, my team in Italy who are absolute experts, you know, Meili would not exist without their expertise and their craftsmanship, but even so I can still ask for what I want. I can still push back or ask questions, um, when I want things done a certain way. And if it's really not possible, I can ask for those explanations so that, you know, my knowledge can grow, um, And we can find, you know, a solution that might be the middle ground that is possible for what I want. And, you know, I'm learning so, so much um, 
about <laughs> shoe manufacturing, of course, uh, but I've really had to challenge myself to be bold in what I'm asking for, to be confident in what I'm asking for, trying to learn along the way. And, you know, again, not to have like a journalism school fan club on this show, but <laughs> Like I think asking, learning that learned skill of asking the right questions and, and learning to be direct and question asking, which is a skill that I know you learned at UT, that is that is serving you well now. So it, I, I want listeners to know that wherever you are, if you have an idea for a huge career pivot like this, I mean, we are all so sick of the word pivot at this point <laughs> in 2022, but a huge career shift like that, I've made one myself. Um, it's all possible if you're willing to be a lifelong learner and ask the right questions and just open yourself up to, to learning new things. I think, I think you would probably agree with me there. Absolutely. I mean, truly the very, very, very first step that I took for May Lee is I looked up on YouTube, how our shoes made. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was basic. Number that one. basic. Yeah. And it's been you know, a huge snowball from there. And I've learned much, much more since then, but that was the very first step was just, okay, I wonder how this even works and going from there, just one little step at a time. That's right. So you, you mentioned this, you're in the pre-launch phase of your business. So what is a day-to-day life for you look like in the pre-launch phase? And then how do you take it from pre-launch to launch? Because, you know, a lot of people, myself included, have never launched a full-scale business like this. So, you know, what does your life look like today and how do we get to that next step of launch? Sure. So day-to-day right now, um, I usually work in the mornings. Um, I'm My kids are five and two. So my five-year-old is in school all day and my two-year-old is in school in the mornings a couple of days a week. So Um, On the mornings that she's not in school, I'm with her and then we'll work during her naps and after the kids go to bed. Um, My husband is also an entrepreneur, so we often can sync up in the evenings and both get work done so I don't feel too bad about having to do things at the end of the day. Um, But on the days when both my kids are in school, um, I usually work from an office in downtown Raleigh at a co-working space um, that I share with my entrepreneur husband. (laughs) So that's a lot of fun. But right now I am kind of overseeing our first production run. Um, So I'm communicating a lot with our team in Italy, um, making sure everything is going smoothly and answering their questions. Um, We're also already working on the fall collection. So we're doing a lot of coordinating about that right now. Um, And then I'm also kind of working ahead on as much content as possible. Um, Again, as you know, a writer at my core and a storyteller, um, that is a huge priority for Maylee. And so just continuing to craft that story with, you know, the social media posts and newsletters we're putting out right now, but also prepping as much as I can um, ahead of time for the coming months as well. Um, Let's see what else. Those are probably the biggest things right now. We're working on, um, I was working on the website and branding that is all finished now. So that was a huge to-do checked off the list. Yeah. Um, that I was, that I'm very excited about. I love the way that it all came together and really excited yeah, to finally put that live. Um, and then there's really unglamorous things right now <laughs> that we're working on, like ordering boxes to see like what we're going to be shipping the shoes in and um, 
this room that I'm actually in right now is um, our guest room, but it is going to turn into our Maylee shipping warehouse. So I'm, mm -hmm. you know, taking things out of the closet and rearranging my house a little bit to get ready to receive 300 pairs of shoes. So um, <laughs> lots of just little moving pieces like that, but. Isn't that day going to be such a great day when you get those 300 pairs of shoes? Do they come in all at once or do they come in in, they come, in batches? They come all at once. They come in a pallet. Oh, wow. So, wow. What will that day like be like for you when you when you look at that pallet and go, here they all are? I am probably going to be a little bit of a nervous wreck, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. There's just so much riding on it. And obviously, we've sampled all the products and know they're going to be amazing. But I think it will be different once it's actually right in front of us. Um, I think it's actually going to be really similar to back in my magazine days when, you know, we will have gone, when we would get pallets literally of boxes of the magazines and yeah. would push it up my boss's driveway. Um, I think it's going to be really similar to that in a lot of ways. So that's kind of um, a full circle moment, if you will, but I just can't, yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, this has been um, over almost a year and a half, if not more in the making now. And so I'm just so excited to finally have them and start getting them out to women. That's, that's just going to be the best. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for that day for you. And, you know, I would love, cause starting taking a big leap like this is, is terrifying. And it's, uh, it's not always fun. As you just said, it's not always glamorous. What would you say to another woman listening to us today who has that idea, like Amelie in their brain, and they're just right there. They want to, they want to take the leap, but they're just still a little bit unsure. What would you say to another woman looking to take a leap and start her own business? I would say, don't make it a leap, make it a baby step and just go Ooh, one baby oh, step good. at a time, because that's really how I approach this business is like I said, that first baby step was looking up how are shoes made. That was literally step one. And from there, you know, I sought out a course I could take on shoe manufacturing to start understanding the business a little bit better. And then I started working on some sketches and then I started looking for someone who could create prototypes for me um, in Italy. And it was just one baby step after another until the next step was send a whole lot of euros to Italy and <laughs> order 300 pairs of shoes. Like that was just the next step. So I think thinking about it that way, feels a lot less intimidating because some baby steps are really small. Some of them are big, like I said, <laughs> but once you get to that point, hopefully of having to, you know, maybe make a bigger investment or order your products or whatever the case may be, um, maybe investing in, you know, branding and web design, that was a big step. Um, but if you take it just that one little step at a time and really break it down, I think it makes it a lot easier. So well, that's, I'm not looking to launch a business necessarily, but I am looking to um, make some pretty major lifestyle changes in that I'm looking to lose quite a significant amount of weight. And so when I think about all that I have to do, that is completely overwhelming, just like it probably was to think of starting your own shoe company when you've never worked in fashion before necessarily. And just, I think that's maybe some of the most brilliant advice I've heard in a long time is to just take, not look at it as a leap but just look at it as, okay, what's one step I can take today? What's one thing I can do today? And then it builds on each other. And then 
as you said, two and a half years in, here we are ready to launch this summer. Right, so right. that's some solid advice right there. And um, unbelievably, I told you this half hour would fly by. It has. It's 1028 <laughs> right now. So I want to close uh, our time together with the same question we always close each Wealth Edit Wednesday, which is, why did you say yes to the Wealth Edit? What has drawn you in to this community of women? Absolutely. Um, so along with the fact that I had the chance to, um, to meet Lauren at the Southern seat, like I mentioned before we got on the call, um, I have just realized, I think from step one of May Lee, just more and more, like I have so much to learn. And so I am constantly listening to interviews with women who have kind of gone before me and are in the thick of it with me. Um, I love listening to other founder stories. And that's how I originally found the wealth that it was um, when I was trying to listen to interviews from uh, some of the, some founders, I would just look up and listen to every interview they'd ever done. And um, so I have been so encouraged and so built up and I've learned so much from women who have shared. And so if there's anything that, you know, I'm able to share that can give somebody else encouragement or, you know, a little bit of advice, like I can only pay it forward and do that because I am continue to be on the receiving end of that from so many other women. I love that. Well, with that said, where can our listeners find you? Give us your Instagram, your website, all of it. Absolutely. So our website is shopmaylee.com, M-A-Y-L-I-S. And the website is not live yet. It will be live on our launch day, but there is a spot there where you can sign up for our newsletter. And that is where I'm sending out all of the very first sneak peeks of our styles and just keeping everybody updated um, on our newsletter first. You can also follow us on Instagram at shopmaylee. And that's a darn good Instagram too. I'm telling you the brand story is rocking on that Instagram. So everybody, please go check that out. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today and, and all my best to you as you go into the launch phase. And I know it will be a huge success. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to get you those Rita mules. The Rita's are happening in my life. this summer. <laughs> I can't wait. Wait, thank you for being here today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.